name's Aaron. And he had a master plan. He had a friend. His name's Merlin. And that's where it all began. Complete recovery. Welcome to another completely interesting episode of The Complete Story. I'm Chuck Krivanik. And I'm Miles Jensen. And today we have the great pleasure of speaking with Howard George, a Chief Strategy Officer for Complete Recovery, and I believe the founder of Receivables Performance Management previously. Is yes, that right? that's correct. All right. Well, we're particularly excited to have you here today to share some of, uh, some of, spend some time learning about you, Howard. Yeah. So what would you like to know, guys? <laughs> yeah, we'll, well jump right in. Howard, I think you have a wealth of experience and knowledge that you've gained over all these years. So uh, where did it all begin? What was like your first big thing that you, that In that the collection business all? or as a kid? Oh, <laughs> wherever, whichever direction you want to go there, Howard. Okay, well, when I was four, uh, 12 years old, I picked uh, blueberries and raspberries every <laughs> summer and strawberries. When I was 14, I was a floor guard at a skating rink. My senior year of high school, even though I uh, went to school all day, I sold newspapers door to door for the Seattle Times and made $10,000 in 1981 part time. And born and raised where? Where Uh, In in Seattle. So after school, this guy would pick you up in a van and like six of you guys would go door knocking and selling people uh, subscriptions to the Seattle Times newspaper. Wow. So my senior year of high school, because I made $10,000 in 1981, I had a Hemi Orange Bright 73 Cooter that I drove, and I was, uh, best as you could say, a high roller for a high schooler that had his own money. I bet. So awesome. I was kind of motivated and driven early on. That's awesome. Then after that, I went to uh, Dutch Harbor, Alaska for a year to find my fortune up there. Unfortunately, I found hypothermia and a bad fishing season <laughs> and kind of came home with my tails between my legs. Uh, between high school and that, I worked as a silkscreen printer at a sign shop. When I came back from Dutch Harbor, Alaska, I went back to silkscreen printing. And then this buddy of mine says, hey, I'm working at this collection agency. So this is in 1983. Um, and there's like four people in a little room where you have to yell for a watch line. They got little cards this big that they're working off of. <laughs> and uh, I was mortified and I shook and I was afraid. And every week I told my boss, I don't think I can do this job for about two months. And every week he bribed me for another week. And then my buddy left the company and I stayed and I went from 12 people to 350 people. And I worked my way up from the bottom to be the vice president of operations for a company called Continental. Awesome. That's great. And then I went from, then the owner sold it and retired on his yacht. I was the number two guy, still pretty young, had to work for a living. So uh, Continental Alliance and uh, Ann Miller and Associates and Gulf State Credit were the three companies that were acquired that formed OSI or Outsourcing Solutions Incorporated. So I worked for them as the VP of all of third-party telecom utility and media. Um, And uh, they sold again to another venture capital group. But at the time that I left the organization, they had 10,000 employees and they were the biggest collection business in the country. Um, Then I uh, got my own idea about doing things differently, started RPM in 2020, um, basically with myself and my daughter working for free. Uh, and working off of the money that I'd saved and uh, really took about 18 months before I broke even for a month. So let's just say I was overworked and underpaid. Uh, Sprint was my first client, um, and I had to get a partner because you can't just start with nothing. 
So the partner that I got was the original owner guy's other partner that he bought out many years ago. And so he said, if you want to work for yourself, I'll help you. He didn't really work a day in the business, but he had 10 years of financials on a small collection business that did checks and licenses and all those things. So he got some equity because I could use his business profile. So a company like Sprint would uh, actually talk to me. And then within probably 18 months of opening our doors, we did very well for uh, Sprint and then uh, the MCI that Verizon later acquired. And we're about 30 FTEs and off to the races we went. And on two different years, we were in the top 100 of uh, fastest growing private companies in financial services space. Um, At our peak, when we had LiveVox um, preview dialers and agents, we had a total of 400 FTEs and probably our biggest year was about 18 million in revenue. Wow. And then as you guys know, there's been a lot of consolidation, reg F and a lot of other things that have kind of changed some of those climates. Of course, COVID. And I think the optimistic part about the future is we just did our original uh, first uh, group budget meeting and RPM is forecasting 10% over last year, not counting that we have a new deal signed with USAA Bank of Hawaii that should go live. And Lori and I have a great appointment coming up with Charter for Third Party. So I think it's 10% more. Yeah, that's great. Wow, that was was an awesome rundown. Great to hear. (laughs) And rapid growth is what we're looking for going forward, huh? So, so there, you had a lot of experience there, like I said, a lot of different things in there. Tell us, what do you think is uh, one of your most significant accomplishments in your professional career? So when I worked for Continental and I was the, the VP of operations, technology was evolving from little cards to a, a bunch of things. And I worked there for 13 years. So I had a profound opportunity, not just being a person that worked telco, that company worked auto deficiencies and credit cards and government contracts. So I really got an opportunity to learn everything, including we had a big contract for the IRS that we serviced. But I also went to AT&T PBX school and learned how to do basic admin on a big phone switch for a call center. Um, Spent a lot of time working with the developers and helped him write code in the language of PIC um, to run the company. Um, And then when I left, OSI, after that company acquired that platform, I started all over again. So I'd say one of my best accomplishments, I've pretty much gone from ground zero, built an operating platform that was very focused on operational performance and not so much sexy widgets and those kind of things that was highly analytical and allowed us to deploy strategies where other systems were much more cumbersome. And then I started all over again 20 years ago when I'd done this. So uh, uh, definitely a bit of a propeller head and a little bit of a data geek. Awesome. All right. Well, now I have another question for you. If there was one thing you could change about the past, what would that be? Um, I think my biggest mistakes were RPM took too long to make leaps into places where we weren't, whether it be additional branches. We did offshore contracts without our own bricks and mortar. And we ran into hiring obstacles that were more concentrated on the West Coast where minimum wages and those things were hired. Tried to do it in Wichita and it was inexpensive, but it was a big bust. Tried another attempted acquisition or merger, but I didn't think it was the right fit. So those were probably the two big mistakes I made over the last 20 years of waiting too long. Just like Manila, I actually had a contract where after a certain period of time, we'd buy their managers and create our own bricks and mortar and uh, didn't execute it. So I think those three things are the things where we fell short. And what excites you most about 
today and where you kind of alluded to some of this, but where, what excites you the most about where we're at today? So one of the things I always remind Merlin, and it's kind of at the core of my being. Um, so to make a funny anecdote about it, I'm the R- Ricky Bobby of systems and I want to go fast or I want to kick butt or I want to make stuff happen. So that probably goes all the way back to my childhood and my friends that know me from elementary and junior high call me how now, because if I decide I'm going to do something, it's now. So we'll say that's both exciting and it's a work on uh, for the complete integration because I'm probably a little quick on the draw and need to be a little more patient about process changes and those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. And then the last thing I'd say that I'm super excited about is whether it's Johannesburg or whether it's uh, the place in uh, Columbia. Bogota. I'll mispronounce it, so, and I know Miles will call me on so I'll just skip <laughs> over it. Probably Boca-ish or something. But uh, anyway, I love the fact that some of the tools that I didn't create along the way with my own business, those tools already exist. I think the other thing I'm really excited about is when RPM had 400 people, we had very big separation of departments and leaders and those kind of things. And I really enjoyed working with people that, you know, were competent, but also competent at a, at a different level from a strategic standpoint. And I'm excited about working within the complete organization because there's a lot of smart minds here. Yeah. And if your role is to complete strategy, it's a lot better when you got a lot of smart input than to do it with one or two folks that um, can help you. But, you know, you're probably too reliant on your own. Yeah. So now, Howard, you you said I think you mentioned you, you bought that first car you bought was a Cougar. Is that right? Well, my, my automobile history was I my first car was a Buick Riviera that my dad got that had a blown motor that him and I worked on for three months and it never started, and then it got towed. So my first car didn't even drive. Uh. My second car was a red Ford Courier pickup. My third car was a 1970 Mach 1 with a 351 Cleveland that was candy apple red. Because I worked, that's when I started selling is in 16, 17, and 18 to high school. So my first big triumph was my Mach 1. Um, but then that got in a car accident and it got totaled. And then I bought the 73 Cuda. Cuda. And today I still have a muscle car affinity. So I have a 2006 uh, Corvette that's uh, supercharged with 680 horsepower. Ooh. Oh, you're going to make Wally, Wally jealous. I know. Well, I'm a car guy for sure. That was his big uh, regret. It was ever selling his Corvette. His Corvette. He's a Corvette guy. So you have to talk to Wally <laughs> talk about to Corvettes. Wally about that, yeah. Nice. What's, yeah. your, what's your favorite car you've ever had? Is that it? Uh, well, this one, uh, I, I bought it in brand, brand new in 2006, and it, they didn't have Z, uh, Z06s that were convertibles. So I took a C6 convertible and I customized it, smoked out all the lights, put the Z51 suspension on it. And how many years is it now? 16 years old and it's got 27,000 miles on it. <laughs> so, you know, some some men when they get older have affairs. I just bought a Corvette and tricked it out. <laughs> and do, do you do work yourself on the cars? I used to be able to. So when I had the Mach 1 and the Cuda, my dad was a super star, st- smart machinist and stuff. So we'd change clutches and you know, put new headers on and all that kind of stuff. But when the cars got newer and you needed computers, I, I couldn't begin to work on the computerized cars of now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When, when you're not working and what do you like to do for fun? What do you, what do you spend time doing? So I'm hoping I can incorporate this into my plan with all of the meetings that we have and I'm not sassing, <laughs> but I do like to meet my buddies that I've known since 10th grade and Friday afternoons. We like to go up and ski every Friday because mm. there's not a lot of people 
The daytimers are coming off the mountains. It's a great way to start the weekend. And then whatever you do for the rest of the weekend is all bonus because you're tired from skiing. So that's one thing. I'm not a good golfer, but I like to golf. Okay. Uh, I'm good at wakeboarding, kneeboarding, water skiing. I'm, I'm, I can do a lot of different sports. And even though I'm getting up there in years, I still got a little game left. Nice. All right. When If, if I remember correctly, you've got uh, some of your kids. I think that's where the boating comes into play, right? You go boating with your yep. kids. My daughter uh, lives in Lake Chelan, which is about a three and a half hour drive, but it's Eastern Washington. It's 95 all summer long there. Mm-hmm. And Lake Chelan's about 70 miles long. So it's just beautiful. So, you know, every summer, except for maybe the last couple years, usually I'd go over there and rent a big house, bring friends, family, and we'd hang out there for eight or nine days and just be water rats, so to speak. Nice. So that's a lot of fun. I got two grandkids as well. My son-in-law is Jesse. Uh, my son is Dane. My grandson, JJ, is 12. And my granddaughter, Lexi, is eight. Awesome. That's great. And I'm popping to them. So you, do you have big plans for Thanksgiving? Um, well, my son is a little antisocial. So my brother lives about an hour and a half from here, and he always invites me. And he's got three girls and I think like nine grandkids. So, and he, and he actually lives very close to Dane. I asked him, if, uh, Dane, if you wanted to go over to Uncle Peter's, and he said, no way. So he's coming up tomorrow, and he doesn't even like turkey, but I'm cooking us two boys uh, a ham and some good food, and we'll watch some football. Nice. That sounds fun. And and based on the shirt that, that nobody can see on the podcast, and from where you're from, Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> go Hawks. Yeah, hey, go don't, Hawks. don't ruin my Chuck's oh. Fast Five. <laughs> 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 we got to move. It's all right. Is it? I have one other question before we get to Chuck's Fast Five, and I'll explain what that is in a second. First of all, Howard, tell us the most famous or notable person you've ever met, and what was that interaction? Um, probably two different people for two different reasons. One of them was Peter Jacobson, and I was at a, a business group meeting at uh, Arizona at the Princess Hotel. And I got into the elevator because they were having their open uh, golf tournament down there. Uh, and we're riding up in the hotel. And I just looked around. And I said, hey, you're Peter Jacobs. And he goes, yes, I am. And I said, well, good luck in the tournament. That was about it. Okay. And then the other one is I was at a nightclub at a conference, and it wasn't really me that met him. But it was me that pulled my friend off of him. He got enamored with Mike Tyson. And he was trying to hug him. And I said, <laughs> I said dude, they're gonna, he's going to kill you. So I, did, I just said, sorry, Mike, and grabbed my friend. That's as close as I got to meet Mike Tyson. Those are interesting interactions. Yeah, you, you, luckily, you didn't get his ear bit off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. Well, is it time for I... Chuck's Fast Five? All right, Howard, the way this works is I'm going to give you five pairs of words, uh, and all you have to do is pick one of the pairs of words, one, one okay. word or the other word, all right? There's no yep. right or wrong answers unless I say there is, okay? <laughs> There's no, no prize. control issues no. there, Chuck. No prize at the end either. Okay, okay, let's start out. This is how it goes. Red wine or white wine? Red. Okay, good answer. Here we go. Seahawks or supersonics? <sighs> Seahawks because we still have them. <laughs> okay, that's what I was wondering. I, when I put that down, I, go, I was a season moved. ticket holder with with the Sonics. I love the Sonics. It was great for the Seattle yeah. winners and the rain and all that. Sean but Camp. they got stole to Oklahoma. So there is no team Patton, there. Peyton. Has has there been a team there? NBA team? The no. only player in the NBA who ever played for the Sonics is Kevin Durant. That's still there. He played one year for the Sonics before they got moved to Oklahoma. 
All right. Well, really? You got to have uh, those Microsoft Crazy. guys work on that. Well, yeah, yeah. Aren't they getting close? I thought I've heard that they're getting We're close. We're working on, on it. We got a new hockey team uh, yeah. last year. Okay. The Kraken. The nice. Kraken. Yeah. I saw that. All right. <laughs> next one Mac or PC? Definitely PC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, as we are sitting here working on a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is one of my personal favorites: Tabasco or Cholula? Um, Cholula. Crystal's uh, my favorite, though. No, it's, okay. See, that was the wrong answer. Tabasco's mine. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then finally, in honor of Seattle, Nirvana or Soundgarden? Boy, um, can I That's answer a good one. neither? <laughs> neither, yes. <laughs> I like Allison Chains better than those two. Oh, okay. Is Allison Chains from Grunge Seattle? Band. Okay. Yeah, but they lost. Didn't they lose their lead singer or something? They did. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So those were you were you bands. around for the big grunge? You were you lived there, right? Uh, dude, yeah. look at me. You know, I'm I'm in my fifties. <laughs> of course, I was around. So. Candlebox, I and mean, I can go on and on and on about all the incredible bands that we had. And they were just playing in town, huh? <laughs> yeah. When I was in seventh grade, before Heart was a band, I went to a, my very first house party, and Heart played at it. Wow, <laughs> man! They're from Seattle too. Yes, they are. Oh, I was uh, playing Heart in my uh, office <laughs> just yesterday. Well, <laughs> it was my theme song too because they had a song that they wrote called Barracuda, and I yeah. had one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We we may have to include Howard in our our uh, battle of the battle bands. of the bands. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because Aaron likes to think that he uh, knows a lot about music, but uh, I think we can give him a run for his money. Yeah, I know a lot about rock and roll, and I play guitar, but um, not so much about some of the other genres. A little bit of country, no bluegrass. Yeah, I think if we have this competition, it's going to be all all rock, rock and roll. It's got to be yeah. rock. Yeah. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, Howard, thank you for spending a few minutes with us and, and sharing a little bit about you. And, and it's been great to get to know you a little bit on the personal side as well. So thanks for spending the time and looking forward to the, the upcoming growth and, and uh, work that we're the amazing work we're going to do here at Complete Recovery. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody and excited about this coming year. Yep. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. And Talk that's the complete story, and we're sticking with it. So don't forget, you can check out this podcast, this episode, and every other episode. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us when I send it out on WebEx. And uh, look for it in other places, too. Coming soon. Come on and sing along with me.